the dog days of summer, my friends. Pretty quiet on the western and eastern and every front for sports. But last night we had to endure the Chicago Cubs getting a victory at American Family Field. I have to give a shout-out, though. Uh, The best pitching performance last night belongs to a position player, Mike Brasso. How about Brasso last night, Rowdy, coming in? uh, The only pitcher to not give up a bunch of runs for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, and I saw a tweet. I think it was by Adam (laughs) McKelvey. I think it was... I think it was McKelvey talking about how he extended his and lowered his ERA and now he's had all these appearances. That's not good. No, it's it's, it's really not. Uh, Craig Council actually talked about it. We'll get to that uh, comment coming up, uh, how they're basically, you know, it's it's good for Brasso to pitch last night because they'll be better tomorrow. Uh, but, yes, Brasso coming in as uh, the Brewers. I mean, they were up early, 2-0, a Rowdy Tellez swing of the bat, home run. And then all Cubbies after that. That 1.70 whip for um, Jason Alexander <laughs> had officially caught up with him last night. Yeah, Rowdy, I think uh, as, J- as Jason Alexander, I think we are fighting, uh, finally starting to see the cracks in the palace of Alexander. As, yes, five and one-third innings pitch, eight hits, six earned runs, and um, well. I don't think he's ever struck out more than like three guys. Two strikeouts as he had 94 pitches, 60 of them strikes. And that's a whip of 1.88 last night. Even higher than his 1.70 whip that he carried into the game. Uh, ERA a 4.75 for a guy, Jason, now, Mr. Alexander. Fortunately for Jason Alexander, he's lucky that the Brewers obviously still have injury issues where Brandon Woodruff is going to be making his third start back. You have Aaron Ashby, who will be making his second start back. And Freddie Peralta, which I don't know if you saw over the long weekend, but he actually started pitching off of a mound. There we go, fastball. Fred. Now it's not like, hey, he's going to be ready next week or the week after, but at least it's promising that he's working on a mound again, and we just turned the calendar to July. So yeah. uh, maybe getting Freddie back in a month, maybe? Question mark. Fingers but crossed. Yeah, Jason Alexander might get a little bit more run than Brewer fans would like, and that Craig Council David Stearns would like, just because the injury bug is still there. But yeah. we'll see. But I, I do think we'll just one start like that from Jason Alexander for what he has done so far for you this year. I don't think that's all of a sudden you throw him out. Of no, the, uh, no. I, throw I, him out of the rotation. But everyone gets. Everyone has stuff. If like he has that. another one like that. Yeah, I don't think he's long for that rotation. Okay, well, when you look at Jason Alexander, obviously this is not ideal to have a guy named, no one even knew who this dude was, Jason Alexander, and Rowdy was just talking about the injuries for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, But Rowdy, Craig Council, when Brandon Woodruff came back, uh, Craig Council, that was a Jason Alexander start, but obviously went to Brandon Woodruff, who is, you know, Woody's the man. But when you look at Jason Alexander, he pitched out of the bullpen uh, when Woody came back, and he got blown up immediately. Is this now uh, reverting back to the norm, the mean for Jason Alexander, a guy who, you know, was a career minor league pitcher? I mean, his ERA. Ebo, if we're going to revert back to the norm for Jason Alexander, it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> I mean, it has his ERA his last seven days is 9.82. I feel like as that fifth day goes by where you have Jason Alexander starting, it probably should be a combination of 
Jason Alexander and Chichi Gonzalez, <laughs> especially especially if Woody's going to be healthy, and especially if Ashby shows that hey, he's knocking off some rust and that he's a hundred percent and can give you yeah. you know four to six innings consistently. I think the days that fifth day where it's Alexander and Gonzalez probably should be where they try and use just those two guys and then limit bullpen use unless yeah. it's a competitive game. Uh, Jason Alexander, is this is this year is his first time ever in the majors, right? Correct. Yeah, because when he debuted for the Brewers, it was his major league debut. Yeah, so because uh, Chichi Gonzalez, have, he didn't have numbers that you look at and go, oh yeah, this guy's coming <laughs> up, and we're finally going to get to see what he's got from Triple uh, A. No, he no. Is, he wasn't that great in the minor leagues either. No, because I, I, I looked at his baseball reference page just now, and I wanted to see what his career ERA was, and it's it's four point seven five. But that's also what his ERA is right now because of what Rowdy just said. He, <laughs> he hasn't been in the majors. So his you're, you're watching his career unfold in front of your eyes right now uh, for one Jason Alexander. Just disheartening has got to be against the Chicago Cubs. And, uh, you know, something you were... Uh, I well, look how big that win on 4th of July was where they yeah. won. It looked like they were going to win. Then all of a sudden you had the Jonathan Davis mishap in center field. And now the Cubs are all of a sudden winning and it took a Christian Yelich walk to get it to extras. Yeah. Only to steal that game with a Victor Carantini three run <laughs> shot. Okay. So that Carantini and then, I mean, you think about it. That's a game where you thought it was locked down in the ninth. We go to extras. Yeah. Luckily, forced extras. Yeah. Then get a walk-off win. Say that the Milwaukee Brewers never had anything going in that bottom of the ninth. They lose that game. Then they get absolutely dismantled last night. And now you're entering the last game of the series again, sweeper. saying Corbin Burns has to be our stopper and you have to fight off a sweep at home against the lowly Cubs. Yeah. And the Cubs, the Cubs aren't, they are not a good squad. At least stealing that game on uh, the 4th of July says, all right, now Burns, you can come in, be our ace, win us the game here against the Cubs and we'll take the series two out of three. Yeah. Feels uh, a lot different than uh, a, a backs against the wall. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It's, uh, one ten today is uh, first pitch a little afternoon baseball. Then day off tomorrow. Yeah, man, it feels like the Brewers haven't had a day off in a, in quite some time. But yes, a day off coming up here. So you look at uh, this this Brewers team, or look at the Cubs team, I should say. I guess uh, Suzuki, man, this dude is a this dude had another home run, second straight night, three RBIs, uh, overcame Kyle Hendricks' early exit as well. Uh, unfortunately, though, it was uh, you know at the hands of the Brewers. So looking at this, uh, I want to ask you, Rowdy, when <laughs> when Brent Suter came in, how excited were you to see uh, the children's author step up on the mound? When Brent Suter come, came in. Um, Is he the human white flag? So I was watching the game pretty closely while Jason Alexander was in the game. But yeah. then when it started getting out of hand like that, like, eh. Suter comes in, kind of became background noise. It was like, all right, let's see what's on Twitter. Or having a conversation with, you know, people on your phone. Like Fuller. Or, you know, watching maybe MLB Network and seeing <laughs> what game they had on. And then half of an eye is on the Brewer game. And then just seeing more and more hits and saying, yeah, this has definitely become background noise. Yeah, Brent Suter, some, he's long in the tooth. 
He is long in the tooth. He's rowdy. been long in the tooth, Debo. He's his and, and his fastball. His what fastball, Rowdy? That you? Yeah. So it? he only throws depending on how he's feeling. Eighty six to maximum like ninety. So yeah, the going back to the old MLB baseball games, he's got a Reagan era fastball. <laughs> and a Reagan era fastball, Rowdy, would be because it's in the eighties, correct? Yes, and it's uh, some other people were confused in your reference. I think last week about a Reagan era fastball. Not uh, not something you want, especially these days in baseball. <laughs> no, not at all. And last time I checked, he doesn't have the type of command, control, or movement that guys like, I don't know, Greg Maddox had when <laughs> he was only throwing 86 to 88 when he was like 40-some. Do you think Suter's ever been in the same sentence as Greg Maddox? Until, not until, until today. Now. Not until today. We do it all on this show, man. There you go, Suter. Uh, do you think Greg Maddox has any children's books that he's also been the of? next time I mention him in the breasts of Greg Maddox, it'll be that they're both retired. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The love of Brent Suter. But by the way, he does have one more year left of arbitration, so uh, he'll be relatively cheap. And if they want to bring him back next year, he'll be a brewer. Have you ever seen Suter come out and be like confident and be like, yes, this guy's going to do it for us. I don't think I ever have. Maybe, maybe was it 2018 did he appear for the Brewers? When did, no, he dates back to like 16 or 17. What? Wow. Now, see, if you look at his career, he never had like a long standing. He's like on that major league roster, a significant role in that bullpen for more than like half a season. It was a lot of years where he didn't even pitch in the majors for like more, like I said, more than half a season. You'd have to go back and look, but I, I want to say maybe he's been full time in ma- in the major league right since like nineteen ish. Uh, his first appearance coming in the majors would be in twenty sixteen with your Milwaukee Brewers, but before that, a lot of Biloxi, a lot of uh, Timber Rattlers. Um, yeah, there you go. Brent Suter. Wow. Yeah, but if you look at those years, 16, he only appeared in 14 games, yeah. 17, 22, 18, 20, 2019, 9. And then, yeah, his first real full season in big league baseball where he actually appeared more than, you know, 20-ish games came in 2020 where he appeared in 16. But if you remember, yeah. that's a decent amount when you only played 60, 60 as a relief pitcher. Yeah. And then obviously full seasons last year and this year. Yeah. Interesting character. No doubt about it. Kind of been, um, I thought the, when did they do that dumb and dumber where he was Jim Carrey? Oh, was that 2019, somewhere in there. It was before COVID. That was like the last time that I was like, all right, this guy's tolerable. (laughs) After that, after that season, whenever that came out, nope. Yeah. I mean, he does a good Jim Carrey impersonation. I'll give him that. Um, what's out of that? I don't know, man. The Raptor. Man, when was that? It was either 18 or 19. I think it was, I want to say 18. I, I think it was, because that's when I was like, this guy's still funny to me. Now, I, when I see him, I just like, well, it looks like the Brewers are in for a long night. All right, we'll get to more of the pitching of the Brewers. That came out June 6th, 2018. Yeah. So I guess I was uh, uh, tired by 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Funny dude. We'll talk some pitching of the crew. Uh, Rowdy Telez on the verge of history. Uh, we'll talk, you know, a little rowdy with our guy Rowdy. Uh, got some Packers today. Brett Favre making some conversation about Devontae Adams leaving Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to that. Another shakeup potentially in college sports with uh, these super conferences or conferences trying to hold their own. 
uh, in this ever-changing landscape. We'll uh, get to that. And, Ruddy, did we want to do that uh, that open-ended question about best bars? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And we also we never got to uh, Christian Yelich and his contract. Oh, uh, yes. Are we from, all- man, was that Friday? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was Friday because I said we'll do that next week uh, after we uh, got a little long in the tooth on Friday. Uh, all kinds of goodies today, man, on this uh, hump day. You got Jocko. He's in today at 835. And, oh, my God, our relief pitcher. I'm not talking Brewers or baseball. I'm talking the relief pitcher at MadCitySportsZone.com. You can go get yourself, you win yourself a little case of beer, and we have a different beer every week. This week? is something near and dear to all of our hearts, especially here. We talk about it a lot. Rowdy, tell the fine folks what beer we have for our relief pitcher this week. We're going to be drinking it today, talking about it, and also you can win yourself some. It's also a newly sponsored company for the Madison Mallards. We're talking Bush Light. Bush Light, our relief pitcher. Let us rejoice. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Where the hell you been, DW? What's up, dude? Yeah, I'm working two jobs, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, you got to pay the bills, baby. Hey, it's better to make money than to spend money, DW. There you go. Hey, you know, Jason Alexander didn't pitch too bad last night. You know, a couple of errors on the Brewers' defense. I mean, Adamas makes some really, really awesome plays, but airmailing that one by missing Rowdy twice by 20 feet, that was like OMG. <laughs> um, you know, and then Brett Suter, you know, he's kind of like a Craig Council guy. It's kind of like going on a double date, and you kind of got to bring him along. I mean, that's what that's what the Brewers are doing with him right now. I mean, you might as well just put him in uh, when they're getting blown out. Um, DW, that's no, funny, dude. I think at this point, DW, if we're going to say Brent Suter is like a double date as, and he's Craig Council's guy, I feel like at this point the the guy in the room would be like, Craig Council is your buddy that's setting you up. And he's like, yeah, my girlfriend's got a friend. And then you get there, and the girlfriend is extremely large, not attractive, but you're told she has a nice personality. Yeah. Rowdy, are you talking from past experiences or what? What's that? Are you talking from past experiences? One time. DW, it's it's happened to never let that go. It's happened to me too, DW. It was was tough. I think it's happened to everybody here, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, but check this out, DW. Really quick, DW. uh, My first year, my first day at UW Whitewater, I met my random roommate. And he's like, oh, he needed a girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, you want to meet my girlfriend's friend? She's really cool. She's really nice. And being the nice guy that I am, you know, it's the first day of college. It's your first, my first roommate, uh, you know, yeah. being nice. I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, maybe you guys can hit it off and go out or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. DW, I kid you not. Have you seen the movie Shallow Hell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. We All want- right. <laughs> I got a, I got a story that'll blow your mind, but I gotta do it off air. Oh, okay. Do you want do you want to do it, do you want to do it on the commercial break or some other day? Uh, ask me about it some other. I'll do it at commercial break. All right, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Hold DW. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's just say Rowdy. We went to the. Uh, uh, I forget the hall it was where it was uh, the buffet. All you can eat. I ended up clearing. There was four of us. I bet you I cleared about eight trays. One was for her. There's four of us. I probably cleared about eight trays, and one was mine. One was the roommate's. One was the roommate's girlfriend. I'll let you. 
Yeah, that was tough. The one that uh, together from there. DW asked about from my personal experience. And I was like, thanks, but no thanks. I had a pleasure, a great time, but no thank you. That would have been the summer of 2019 when we were uh, cruising out on the lake. And yeah, that we we stopped and, yeah. we stopped at a couple different bars, and let's just say I definitely drank my fair share. <laughs> all right, DW, hang it on. was almost like to the point where you're like, all right, just keep drinking and get more and more out of control, so that yeah. they don't want to hang out. Yeah, anymore. so they just want to leave you. I get it. I can't wait for a relief pitcher. Bush light today, baby. So Woo! I was actually kind of wondering the Sibo. For the longest time, like we would always do like these kind of like uh, smaller breweries or like the more local. Yeah. yeah. And then it would be like the IPAs. I was kind of wondering how many beers would it take us or how many weeks would it take us to get through until you got to the Bush Bush lights of the world or the Miller lights of the world or the Coors lights of the world. Well, it looks like we got our answer. Well, there, Push light this week. There is a twist to the relief pitcher at 920 today. And by the way, you can win yourself some Bush latte. It's a twist. It's a M. Night Shyamalan twist as Scotty Sheckler from the County Line Festival in the Great Prairie de Sheen is going to be joining us today where Bush Light is the sponsor. So check this out. Our Beer of the Week winners this week will also win tickets to the festival. Did you say Scotty Shebler? Sheckler. Sheckler. I was going to say he used to play for the Reds. Scotty Oh that guy Sheckler Hey did you play Corner outfield In Cincinnati I'll ask him Well yes I did I'll ask him Maybe it's a typo On the email I got From Kiernan I'll ask him Is it Sheckler Or Shebler Which one Alright so we'll talk To him and you can win (laughs) Scott Shebler Hey he is He is unemployed He He his last season, the- <laughs> last season in the big leagues was 2021 with the LA Angels. Maybe he got a new uh, promotion with uh, the County Line Festival and Prairie Sheep and Bush Light sponsor. Man, we'll he him. hasn't been with the Reds since 19. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask him. Is it Checkler or Shebler? All right, that's at 920, 835, our guy Jacko. But boys, we're talking like the hierarchy of uh, college or sports in general in America as the ACC and Pac-12 uh, along with the Big 12, are aiming to fortify their membership and increase their media rights revenue. And then we were talking, uh, I think RJ and Nelly had mentioned that this is college football trying to you know, t- take the stranglehold on being the number two sport. I think it is the number two sport, but when you look at professional sports, obviously not, but yeah. I think it is the number two. RJ, you, you weren't in here when Zobin called in yesterday, were you? No. No. So he called in and was talking talking about how he thinks he sees this as it's becoming two conferences and then ultimately it will become like one conference, but basically everyone would be an independent yeah. and you would form your own stuff. And then Ooh, that'd be tough. Then that's what I <laughs> that's, schedule making there. Then there was some other NFL stuff that was just completely crazy. But the, the thing with everyone becoming independent, I, I, I feel like if that were to happen in college football, that would be a disaster. Yeah. Because you would have like maybe your dozen schools like the uh, Ohio States, the Alabamas of the world that would become extremely rich. Yeah. And then you'd have like your Rutgers of the world that they would maybe lose their program. If they had to be an independent or anywhere close. And then you also got to think of the non-power conference schools right now that where do they end up? Because it's going to be... I feel it'll, like it'll it, end up be the two super conferences just doing cross-scheduling and scheduling each other. And, I mean, 
it's well. I mean, Alabama would probably still schedule a Rutgers or whatever because they always schedule teams that like to just piss. Nah, they'll, yeah. they'll still go down to FCS. yeah. They do FCS. <laughs> Come on, Rutgers isn't that's to their t- level. That's, a, that's, that's a, a good point. That's a tough team we're playing. This that's week. a good point. Rutgers is, is like three levels higher than what they're looking to schedule on their couple games. You're right. Sister Mary's yeah. School, the Blind, and Dog they're, Creek. You still need to play someone. They go Alabama. Chattanooga line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay, I get it. Or like Georgia Southern or Georgia State. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I rescind my comment for Rutgers getting that, on the That was schedule. very disrespectful yeah. to Rutgers from you. My yeah. apologies, Rutgers. Uh, well, back to it, little boys. I was I saw this little right here for the hierarchy of football. So I saw this a a Gallup poll. Fifty six percent of U.S. adults cited themselves as college football fans more than professional baseball, basketball, hockey, and soccer. Additionally, well, no doubt about soccer. Additionally, excluding the combined numbers for Olympic sports. College football ranks second in core fans, only behind Los NFL, the NFL. So, I mean, college football already is number two. Then, if you go by this this Gallup poll uh, done in 2020 or 2019 to 2020, so and then I was reading here about uh, money. So, when it comes to revenue, the let's see here, 42 million dollars was what the Pac-12 teams were getting with the Trojans and the Bruins. Without them, it's now down to $30 million annually. So uh, is this just the Pac-12 then and trying to shore up their their nut, if you will, <laughs> by team of the ACC and the Big 12? Well, and that that all depends on if those four schools that the Big 12 is targeting make the jump. They're they're looking at targeting Arizona, Arizona Washington. State, Colorado, and Utah. Was Washington in there too? Yeah, well... They're potential targets, but okay. whoever the sources have said on the reports uh, that yeah, t- it's Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State, State, Colorado, Colorado and Utah. Utah that they're looking to and bring Oregon in. And Oregon and Washington also being targeted yeah. under consideration. Well, I but, think clearly they're trying to team up because they're probably feeling like if they don't, they're going to be falling to the wayside because yeah. the Big Ten and the SEC are just becoming yeah. these monster conferences. They're but I do find it hit. interesting that the ACC would go and team up because geography, when you look at it uh, that way, yeah. doesn't it make sense? Like some of the pack tw- uh, pack 12 teams were also in the big 12 and they've kind of switched back and forth at times. Yeah. Cause um, back when it was the, yeah. Well, but, geography, look at geography. Now the big 10 coming in 2024. It makes no sense. Yeah. But that's what, but like, for that, I get them kind of melting the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve into one conference because it's all I mean, kind of that used to be the Western Southwest conference. Western United States. ACC kind of feels like it could easily be out on its own little island. Yeah, but they do have like the Clemsons and the Miamis of the world, and maybe they could tempt Notre Dame because they already have a relationship Notre through Dame. other yeah. sports. And and the only reason I see uh, Oregon and Washington. Oregon. Oregon, sorry, not Oregon, Wisconsin. Uh, Come on. As the as potentials for the Big Twelve, Panthers powerhouse is because I think they're really going to be the next two added to the Big Ten. They're just waiting to see what Notre Dame says. If Notre Dame says no, you'll see those two and probably Cal and Stanford. Yeah. If Notre Dame says yes, you'll see those two and Stanford. How about and this? Then Cal is SOL as a wild card for Oregon. They say. 
not going to join a conference. In Oregon State and Washington going, State. Going to be an independent, Ooh. and we're strictly just going to sell merch, and we're going to come out with new uniforms <laughs> every only, game. We're only playing Nike schools. Two, we two only, new uniforms they, every game. They basically do the AI of college football. They only wear <laughs> that same uniform once. Rowdy, they, and sell it. No, two a game. They change it halftime. They got it. They got Yeah. Is that allowable? Uh, they're independents. They can do whatever they want. I don't know. I mean, the NCAA is still around right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're they're going to be away the dodo bird to the NCAA. Ooh, you can always do like what some teams do when they wear special uniforms. They come out, warm up, pregame in the regular uniform. They get back to the locker room in the lockers or their their like alternate uniforms. Yeah. They go crazy. They put them on. They <gasps> run out of the tunnel, and the fans are like, ah, "Oh, it's like NFL players on their cleats when they're warming up. They have these like gaudy, crazy cleats, and then once the game starts, they're like, oh, I'm gonna put my normal ones on." Oh, that's because they have to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get fined. Baseball's like uh, allowed people to do more uh, creative yeah. things with their cleats as of late. Okay, so well, maybe the NFL should. Too. It always goes back to who can sell the most merchandise. That's why Oregon does what they do. Yeah, and it also for some reason lures people in, like recruits. Yeah, I can't wait to wear a different jersey every game, man. Yep. Yeah, I wonder cool. how much they actually make off those because that's Nike, if I remember correct, yep. right? Yeah. Well, Phil well, Knight probably makes a lot. Well, I don't think they have to spend too much on making their jerseys. They uh, just ship them out to China, and there's a bunch of people that work, like, pennies on the dollar working for probably like three pennies a year. Because there's no way that they would have done that, especially if they weren't making money off of it. Yeah. That's true. Christian Yelich, Rowdy. He is... Ah, Steven. Kristen Steven Yelich. Weird. Uh, Sports Pat just uh, hit me up. Yelich leads the team in hits, runs, stolen bases, strikeouts, walks, triples, and at-bats. Trade him now. <laughs> Yelich's leadoff, though, has been pretty nice. Uh, and you were looking at the contract of one Christian Yelich. Please. Well, he was obviously toiling away in the low 200s when he was in the three-hole. And when you look at what he's done, basically since that kneecap injury, 2020, The production was there, hit 12 home runs, had 22 RBIs in just 58 games, but he only batted 205. I mean, he was still getting on base. 2021, again, the average was down, only hit 248, only nine home runs, so there wasn't even any production, but getting on base. This season, he kind of started out like 2021, wasn't hitting the ball very well. He'd, he'd go through like that week where he'd get hot. Then he'd tweet. Yeah. Then it would be a month. <laughs> tweet. Then it'd be like two, three weeks of just awful play. Then he'd get hot for a couple of games, tweet, and then go back to the bad play. Yeah. And we already know that what Christian Yelich is in the outfield is a below average outfielder with a below average arm. Mm. But since they moved him to the leadoff, he still has that good eye. He's working counts. But you see him kind of going back to that hitter that uses the entire park, hitting it from right to left field. He's more of a gap hitter now. He's going to be a slap hitter where he's going to be a guy that, I mean, you look at the career of Christian Yelich. It spanned now 10 parts of 10 major league seasons since he was 21. Yeah, He's a 290 career hitter. So these last few years where he's hitting 248 or he hit 205 or currently this season hitting 251, mm-hmm. those are well below all of his other seasons. His worst season outside of these three for batting average was 282. Ooh. And he was he was in the upper 220s in the two years where he won MVP and then was runner up. Mm. So 
clearly he's a guy that should be able to hit for average. And when you look at uh, if Christian Yelich, Christian Yelich is never going to make the Brewers money back this season. He's never going to be worth $27 million this year. But since they moved him up to that leadoff position, he's batting over 300. He's still getting on base at a really good clip. But one of the big things that I think Christian Yelich has done better this season that he ha- than he has in the last few it's stealing bases. We know oh, that he, yeah. it, we know that he runs the bases really well and what I mean by that is if you watch him run the bases there's like no extra steps. There's yeah. no he doesn't take wide angles. He cuts those corners and runs them really well. You'll see Christian Yelich go from first to home quite a bit if a guy gets like a, a double sure. or even sometimes like on a like a cutoff single. Man's like got some wheels. He does run really well. But this year he's starting to get more aggressive running and stealing bases. He already has 13 stolen bases. I mean, he's currently on pace to have his second best year stealing bases. Yeah. And if they it's let crushing. him continue to be aggressive, those numbers should go up. Now, even if he only finishes with about 15 home runs, if he can if he can hit you roughly 300 for the rest of the season, have 15 home runs, probably like 60 RBIs, but steals 25, 30 bags, runs the base as well where you pick up an extra run here and there, yeah. and doesn't regress, he probably will be worth this contract down the road. Now, I know that this is a long contract, but when you look at his contract, there's no way you're going to make your money up this year. But he still has <laughs> no 2023 through 2029 on the, on the books. Oof, now, 2029 is a mutual option, so technically the Brewers can get out of it after the 2028 season. But he's stuck at that just below $27 million. Now you have guys that are signing contracts every single year that are going above and beyond it. And they're not taking these quote unquote hometown deals. Yeah. Like if you look at where Christian Yelich's current contract is in major league baseball, he's the 18th highest paid player. Now the thing with that is he's the highest paid lead consistent leadoff hitter. Like there are guys on this list that are ahead of him that at times have hit lead off in their career, like Francisco Lindor or like the, uh, like he's actually tar- tied with uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus Simeon. Yeah. But those aren't necessarily prototypical lead off hitters that bat lead off every single day. Like the brewers are making Christian Yelich do. Sure. But if, if his defense doesn't regress through age 35, which is still another, what, five seasons after this one and you can continually get a guy that hits 280 or better with an on base percentage of 350 in that range kind of what he's been doing the last pretty much every year with the Brewers yeah and continues to steal 25 30 bases does run the base as well He's going to be worth that contract. Like I said, it's not going to be this year, but he sh- if he can hit leadoff and consistently do that from age 31 money's worth. to 35, you'll get your money's worth. But it's just such a it, – it's something where you got to look at it objectively and what the guys in the rest of the league are making, and they're only going to sign these next seven so years for bigger, bigger and right? bigger, yeah, bigger contracts. Bigger, bigger, bigger. You're a little disappointed because you thought you were going to have a, a perennial MVP candidate. Well, you see him coming up, right? Like, his numbers are rising. But if you seriously have a leadoff hitter that next year he's making 26-plus again and he's hitting 300 
He has 15 home runs, 65 RBIs, 30 stolen bags. Yeah. And he gets on base the way he does. He'll be worth it. It, it. It's just, it's frustrating because as Brewer fans, we know we've had these really <laughs> bad contracts. And then you see year one of it is another down year. And the Brewers already knew that they were going to be eating this money when he's post 35. Yeah. Pretty much if you just look at the, the, the landscape of baseball, you don't want to be tied to anybody past age 35 making huge money because there's just such a, such a sharp decline. Yeah. You already knew that they were going to be eating at least a year of that contract to get that hometown savings deal. And then the mutual option was kind of like the bronze at the end. You could get out of it. If he's still playing well, maybe you pay him the 20 million. So it's, it's take the, take the good with the bad. Christian Yelich, if he continues to play like this, will be worth that contract down the road for probably like five seasons. But he still has to continue to do this. Yeah, he's he's starting to get to the point with me, Ebo, where we've seen him now hitting in the leadoff spot for about a month, and he's been good. If he could give me net the rest of July, continuing to play like this. I'll be back on the Christian Yelich train as in he's back, again? he's back. He's going to be a solid leadoff hitter just because I need to see a little bit. You'll wear, We've wear, seen Christian Yelich have these three week stretches where he's phenomenal yeah. the last few years. Just continually to do it and it'll, it'll be worth it. When's the last time you wore your Jersey opening day. <laughs> When Rowdy officially wears his Christian Yelich jersey again, then Yelly is definitely back. Coming back with our guy. Right, Rowdy? Can I, is that wrong? Sure. When Rowdy wears the Yelly jersey he bought, I, what, 28? Yeah, it was, it was in the winter of 2018. 2018. It was in February. Then a month, will be like, a month after bad. he got acquired. We'll come back with our guy, Mike Jacks. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, hurry. So I saw our guy, Burnsy, at the bar. Burnsy. Uh, probably about a month ago, and he was wearing the Christian Yelts jersey. And I go, come on, man. How can you wear that? And that was when he was really struggling, like right before he went sure. to the leadoff. Something we were talking about earlier today, uh, and we're going to do an open-ended Twitter question tomorrow on the show, but uh, there's, there's, there's parameters here. It's got to have some decent food. It's got to have some, you know, some, I would say inexpensive, not cheap, but inexpensive drinks. It's got to have competent service, as Chad, Wisco Chad called in, in TVs. It's got to have nice TVs. And what are we talking about? The best sports bar in your area. Now we're looking at, you know, the Madison area. We're on uh, Lacrosse, WKTY. We're on Clintonville, Shawano, Marinette, uh, and all across this beautiful state of Wisconsin. Where is the best sports bar to get down with some good food, some good drinks, some good people, and some TVs? You know, like the uh, the Brewers. Uh, I saw a lot of people bitching and moaning last night uh, about the Brewers broadcast. Like, like I would pay extra belly sports not to hear insert ad here. Or I would do this. I would do that. It's like, all right, well, let's have your belly aching. Like, why do you even pay attention to the ads anyways? Like it's, it's, it's literally, you just kind of zone out, whatever. Uh, but the Brewers rowdy, you know, for us, like I have Hulu live sports. I don't get the Milwaukee Brewers. I use a, a streaming, a streaming service that I may or may not have to pay for. I don't, or I'll go out somewhere. Right. You have what? Um, dish. Dish. The dish doesn't have Brewers, correct? Nope. Well, they don't have belly sports, I should say. So like, I like to go out and watch the Brewers. For example, near me, a really good sports pub with a lot of TVs 
Some good food, good drinks, and very competent service. They even have a robot that will help you out. Monks. Monks in Sun Prairie. That's close to me. I'll See, monks, monks is near and dear to my heart for one reason, Ebo, and one reason only. Monks. We actually went out to Monks in 2020, remember, for that 10-game Big Ten season? Yeah. And that was when Dave from Monona thought he was smarter than everyone else <laughs> and bet me that Michigan would win straight up against the Badgers. And that was when he swears Graham Mertz was not going to play because Le- uh, Matt LePay said so. strayed him in the wrong direction. As we're sitting at Monks about 10 minutes before kickoff, and Graham Mertz is clearly warming up throwing passes on the sideline. In Dave's defense, he is blind. <laughs> so he, he didn't see what we were seeing. All he saw was darkness. We saw then Graham Mertz with his helmet on throwing the ball. The Badgers up. absolutely smoke Michigan. We have a nice time at Monks, and then he basically throws Matt LaPay under the bus and says ah. it's all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, sorry, Dave, you're the victim of being blind. And I'm pretty sure you probably just heard him wrong, because I don't think the guy that uh, covers Wisconsin football and calls games was saying Graham Mertz was going to be out as he's warming up. Yeah, Dave kind of hears what he wants to hear, right? <laughs> so like Monks, for example, Rowdy and I were out there, and Monks also was, was great, Rowdy, when... Uh, when, uh, you know, everyone was like, should I go out? I don't think I should go out. I need 10 masks on to leave my house. It's like, <laughs> losers. So what did we do? We went to Monks and we lived our life. And guess what? We had a damn good time. Monks, awesome. Love Monks. Great sports bar, right? Now we've had, speaking of some prairie, Daly's has come in for one. Uh, down to, like downtown well, red zone will be at for tailgates, right? Uh, Big Ten Pub tailgates. Uh, that's another one. Paoli Pub in beautiful Paoli, Wisconsin. That's an awesome place. The Draft House. I do believe that's in Verona. Uh, our guy Rick in the Cross of the Tippy Toe. I've never been. I would love to, but we're looking specific. You know, where's your favorite sports bar, and what gives it? You know, that qualifications of why it's your favorite. Like Rowdy, for example, he went out to a, a joint in uh, uh, the Greater Stoughton area. They had two TVs. And the, the 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 guy refused to turn the Brewers game on because he wanted to listen to Pandora. So on, on the TV, you had the you know when you have Pandora streaming, it just says Pandora. And that's all they had, right, Rowdy? Yep, couldn't believe it. And and you had to like talk him into turning the Brewer game on of one of the TVs. Like that's not to me. That's not a sports bar. Give us your best sports bar. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seven. And we all know about the downtown Madison, like your Wando's, like your Red yeah, Shed, yeah, yeah. like all of those are like classic downtown bars. We're we're looking more specifically for like your, I guess your Madison suburbs, like your local. Yeah, branching out. Where's your like monks? Lo- yeah, where's your local bar? At, if you're from Wanakee, or if you're from DeForest, or if you're from. Heck, Edgerton or Oregon. Hell, Edgerton, two brothers, right, Rowdy? Is, like, like there's a lot of good places that have really good food that probably a lot of people that don't venture out to other cities yeah. have never been to or maybe even heard of. Like uh, the mighty Joe Bell. What's up, Joe? He hits me up. He says, The Rock in Sun Prairie. Awesome food, great prices, hidden gem, really good fish fry. So the mighty Joe Bell says, The Rock in Sun Prairie. Got to check that out. I've heard really good things. And about yeah, it. so we're going to be doing the ultimate D-bag bracket. What was that? Probably coming up during the MLB All-Star yeah, break All-Star couple week. weeks. Yeah. Maybe after that we might have to put some of the best bars through the ringer. Yeah. So, uh this I mean, we're going to do an open on a thing on we're just doing it to the phoners today, then tomorrow we'll do it on Twitter. But give us your uh 
Best sports bar. Uh, sports Pat. He just hits me up. Tanner's. That's uh, right here in the west side of Madison. Buck and Honey's Wanakee. Obviously Wanakee. Midtown Pub. That's right up there in Middleton. And the Roadside Grill. What's that? Uh, right up right near DeForest, I do believe. So uh, really a lot of good places. Again, 608-321-1670. And Rowdy, like, it, what did, uh, what did uh, Wisco Chad say? You got to have good food, cheap drinks, or inexpensive drinks, excuse me, competent service, which is the hardest one to come by lately, is the competent service, and then uh, TVs. What was the one where we used to, I can't remember, I think it's shut down now in Cross Plains where... Uh, uh, coaches, used, coaches Club. Coaches Club. Yeah, I don't know what I that remember, is now. I remember we would always send Zach Heilprin out there, our sports director, with some of the Badgers like Matt Bernstein. Yeah, Brady Ewing. Yeah, and they do their little um, Wisconsin football roundtable yeah. before every game. And if I remember correctly, Coaches Club had like two dollar and fifty cent old, old fashions. Yeah, dude, like that's so a good. deal. That's two dollars. Now, two if you old find fashion. an old fashioned deal, it's like five bucks. Yeah, inflation. Two dollars and fifty cent old fashions. Man, that is. I could go for an old fashioned right now, but instead I have a bush light. All right, speaking of that bush light relief pitcher coming up here uh, at nine twenty, we're going to be talking uh, about bush light. You can win yourself some at MadCitySportsZone.com. And also for our relief pitcher, uh, Scotty Sheckler from the County Line Festival in Prairie Deschines is going to join us as Bushlight's their sponsor this year, and you can win tickets to the festival. So we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? This is Bruce. Br- Bruce, what's up, brother? God, not much, man. Just uh, hanging out. I love it. Uh, hanging out on a Wednesday. I'm drinking a Bushlight right now. Beautiful morning. Oh, wow. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Bruce, what's on your mind, my friend? Uh, Parkside Pub, McFarland. Dude, I've heard. I've never been, but I've heard of the greatness of Parkside Pub. Unbelievable! All kinds of TVs, great food, great people, good time. Bruce, I love it, dude. And what's the go-to meal for Bruce and the drink at Parkside Pub? Uh, gyro. Oh, baby, I love it. They got an old-fashioned that'll cross your eyes over there. Yeah, and they've got all kinds of different beers. A lot of beers on tap. I love it. Bruce, you're in. I put you in for Parkside Pub. We're going to go check it out, okay, my friend? Okay, thank you, sir. Bruce, you the man. Good stuff from Bruce. I think that's the first timer? First I believe so. Our guy, Full Dog, says, not in the listening area, but Pete's Garage in Oshkosh is the best sports bar in the state, hands now, down. Now, Fuller, you're just saying that because you went to Oshkosh and you probably got sloshed at Pete's Garage. Do you even remember it, dude? Uh, let's see here. Good morning. Who's this? Z in the D. Z in the D. Let me guess. Showboat, um, Cruising Chubbies, okay. Wisconsin Dolls. I don't think they have TVs for uh, <laughs> professional sports. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think they I got to lay land at Cruising Chubbies a few times. You know times. what we forgot? Actually, Z in the D, I'll bring this up after. Oh. Well, I was going to say... So you guys love monks in some prairie. I'll give you that, but the original monks is where it's all at. Well, see, the only I live by monks in, or close to that in some prairie. It's just you know uh, it's near me in the vicinity. If you're gonna get a great bar burger, like a top of the tier line bar burger, and watch a Packer game, where they always have any NFL game that's on. So you know the Packers and Bears a lot of times play at the same time, or the Packers and Vikings. They'll have the Packer game on the audio, but they'll still have the Vikings game on for some Vikings so fans. So you're telling me that when I'm watching the Packers, you know, 
stomp on whoever they're playing against, I can also make fun of Vikings fans at the same time for their team losing? That is very correct, sir. Hell and yeah. That's why, that's why I like Monk's downtown Dells. Downtown Dells, not the one at the Wilderness. Yeah, downtown. Last time downtown I was there, I was like violently hung over for my brother's bachelor party. Great Bloody Mary. Was- the Bloody Mary cured me. And I, I guarantee you did. I, I used to make a lot of those Bloody Marys on Saturdays and Sundays. So. And, and any time. For you, buddy, any time during the weekend. Is it, you doing better today? You were in a lot of rough spot yesterday, it sounded like. Doing a lot better today. Uh, had a, got done with my shift around 6. So mm. I took a little nap and went to uh, a nice Longhorn Steakhouse, grabbed just some some food, and then went to a movie. And then What movie did you see? I saw Minions. Oh, The Rise I, of Gru? It was okay. It wasn't really anything. Did you take the, did you, did the little, you take Junior? Did the little man with you? I didn't take Junior with me, but I was on something else. I smoked a little something else before that. So oh, cigarette. Yeah. Yes. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Did you? Did you take a date with you? No. I when I go out on these out of town routes, I'm always by myself. Oh, so you just you know a little Marb Red with some you know maybe a jazz cigarette and some uh, minions. I get it. I like as it. My, as my grandpa would say, it was a lefty. It was a lefty <laughs> cigarette. So. Ah. Hey, we love you, Z. I put you down for monks, all right, brother? All right, perfect. Uh, who's this? Good morning. Tommy. Hey, Tommy. What's up, brother? Hey, did you just say you were drinking a bush light? Is that out of a can? Tom? Yeah, hello? You, you hear this? You hear that, Tommy? It's out of a can. Yeah. I got to get you drinking... Uh, well, Tom, Tom, hey, rolling hey, hey, rock hey, out of the green bottle. Oh, Tommy, I'm I'm well adverse in the rolling rock, but just this is our relief. I'm talking picture. about out of the, the green bottle. You know, yeah. some people talk about beachwood aging and all that stuff. The rolling rock comes out of glass lined. Oh, bag. Tom, my, my growing up, my stepdad always had the rolling rock in the green bottle, and as an underager, I'd always steal it out of the fridge. Because when they're cold and there's actually condensation on the outside, oh man, oh, baby, I can't believe you drink beer out of a can. That just you really disappointed me today. Hey, oh. hey, hang on a second. See, Tom, Tom, Tom. I was actually Tom. well. It's me and my friend group when we were like twenty one, twenty two. When we would always do like the Thursday yeah, night Tom. or the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving Tom. or like the whatever, we would all order Bush Light, and they would say, "Would you like that?" in a can or a bottle and we would start drinking them out of bottles and it was the establishment that finally said I don't know so many people that drink bushlight out of a bottle you ever find bushlight out of a keg at a, at a bar that's that's the real that's like finding a sasquatch Tommy here's the thing the bushlight in the can right here they're coming up at 920 this is a free it's free beer Tom the best kind of beer <laughs> no, the okay. best kind of that beer is the sense. free beer I didn't buy it the best kinds of free there beer there you go okay mm. I'm alright mm. Anyway, so uh, our brothers can't win every day, no. and yesterday was one you just turn it off like right away. We really wish they could oh. win every day, but yeah. Oh, yes. you just sometimes you guys just turn it off. They're gonna win today, though, Tom. Corbin Burns is on the mound. Don't worry about it. I'm ready for it. You guys have a great one. You too, Tommy. See, you, buddy. The best beer is the free beer, and I got the free beer. Now these are two chains, but Buffalo Wild Wings for watching sports. And who, remember, we watched. We went to Hooters to watch these Sunday games with Dougie. Dude, we got to go to Hooters. Dude. But the other thing, you know what we forgot to bring up not too long ago? What? And we said we were going to talk about it because we exchanged some uh, DMs and I was asking a question if this was in fact the place. But if you remember, man, this is probably a couple weeks ago now. The Brewers always do their tavern of the game. (laughs) Remember we were going to talk about this and we we never. Well, you want a vacation too. I mean, you got vacation day and yeah. 
let's can we let's talk about it after the relief pitch. Okay. Okay. Uh, one more. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Yes. Sorry, you, you you cut out for a second there. Who's this? Yes. And one more time, you, you cut out. You got Zach. You oh, made hey, you, you cut out twice. The Maytag man, Zach. What's up, brother? Third time's the charm. What's going on? Hey, uh, when you want to talk about uh, a, a good a good spot out my way, you got the Tower Junction. Oh, the Tower Junction. Come on. Hell yeah, bro. Dude, Tower Junction Dude. is where it's at. Dude. You want to watch a game? Awesome. You want to do some bowling? Awesome. Awesome. You want to eat some fried some food? Pizza? Awesome. Some fried food? Awesome. Some good cheap beer yeah you want a salad bar awesome that's right friday night salad you want a salad bar baby salad bars you want want prime rib on friday night you want fried clam strips let's go awesome (laughs) let's do it let's you want to get nuts let's get nuts tower junction where it's at i haven't been there in a long time oh man one of one of my favorites and uh you know a uh it's a beautiful gem of south Wisconsin. Third, third cousin of mine owns it, so you know it's always uh, good to support the family. Gotta, gotta support the fam. Third cousin once yeah. removed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know how that works. I have no idea. I, I don't know how it works either. Yeah. Hey, Maytag so, man. Anyway, I need. Yeah. I, I'm glad it's a little cooler for you today. I, I couldn't imagine getting my ass up on some poles yesterday. Not stripper poles. Poles yesterday in like 110 Dude. degrees. 100, 104 degrees. 30 pounds of gear, climbing 25 feet up in the air. It was no picnic, man. No picnic. But I bet you uh, going after doing that, then you just go to Tower Junks and get an ice-cold beer, some a salad bar, and whatever, and you're good. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Hey, you, <laughs> I'm writing you down, Tower Junction. Let's hear from you, brother. We love you. All right. Oh, we're cutting out. See you, buddy. Tommy. Tommy comes in and drink beer at a can. Tom, it's free. It's a free beer. Mm. There's two kinds of beer. There's my beer and your beer. I'd rather be drinking yours. It's free.